are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. This episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Download the app and join me this week on Saturday at 2 p.m. to get in on the action. Again, join me on Saturday at 2 p.m. to get in on the action. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me over on YouTube, at Coos Barroom. You can also find me over on Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. So, before I tell you guys about what we're going to be talking about in today's podcast, let me go ahead and talk a little bit more. Grand scheme, what's coming on this week's episodes of the Lockdown Pistons podcast. So we got Motor City Hoops Bryce coming along on one of the podcasts this week. Uh, he's been a reoccurring guest. I really like having him on. I'm, I'm sure you guys like having him on as well. He's a really good mind, basketball mind. He knows what he's talking about. We're also going to be bringing back the Kool-Aid segment. A lot of you guys tweeted at me and wanted to know where that has been. Well, you know, there's been a lot of stuff going on with the Pistons as of late, and the last Kool-Aid segment did not get as many, so I thought, okay, maybe I should cool down for a minute, but it seems like you guys want it back. So on Friday, we're going to be having the Kool-Aid segment. If you're new to the podcast, it's a segment where I basically say whether I'm drinking the Kool-Aid, you go ahead and send me something. For example, Kate Cunningham is the best player ever. Then I would say, am I drinking the Kool-Aid? Am I not pl- drinking the Kool-Aid? And I'd play the, the Kool-Aid, oh yeah, sound, whatever. So that's what's coming on Friday. Make sure you guys send those over to me at NBA on Twitter or at LockedOnPistons on Twitter as well. We also got a mailbag coming to you guys on Wednesday, so make sure you guys send me overall questions then. And I believe that's just about it. So on today's podcast, we got a few guys. We're going to be talking about if the Pistons draft Kate Cunningham, or I should say when, uh, when they draft Cade Cunningham, what is that going to do to some of the players on the roster? Like, what kind of roster decisions are going to have to be made with the current roster? Not just moving forward, but the current guys on this roster. What's that going to do to them? Uh, then I'm also going to talk about this whole, will the Pistons draft Cade for real? Is there any chance they don't draft Cade? What do you, I think about that? Oh, we're going to talk about that. And, oh, I almost forgot. So, on YouTube, I posted a video. It's basically my breakdown. I broke down, like, two plays to show why I believe Cade and Killian Hayes will fit great together. It's actually doing really good. I'm... Actually, pretty happy it is because I like doing the film breakdown. So I'm going to be doing more of those on my YouTube at Coots Ballroom. And then also, this week I'm going to start testing out on Twitch. I'm going to start doing live breakdowns on Twitch. I'm going to go ahead and start streaming on there. I'll break down some plays. You guys can talk with me, tell, ask me to break down some different plays. I can go do that. We can go ahead and interact with each other while I'm breaking down live plays. I think that would be pretty cool. So make sure you guys check me out over there on Twitch at Coos Ballroom. And be stay tuned for when I go live over there. Because I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think that's something cool we could all do. And lastly, if you haven't already and you're new to the Lockdown Pistons podcast, make sure you go down below and subscribe to the podcast and give me a five-star rating. And write down a review down there. You guys can even put your Kool-Aid or the mailbag questions in the review as well down below. So make sure you guys go do that. But anyways, like I said, we're going to be talking about what will Kate Cunningham Come to the Detroit Pistons due to some of the current players on the roster right now. And what I'm really talking about when I say that is Josh Jackson, Hamadou Diallo, and Frank Jackson. So if and when the Pistons draft Kay Cunningham, that's going to put a dent into the guard minutes, obviously. So we figure, which is this is just me guessing, this is this is my hypothetical or just my opinion. I'm going to assume that it's gonna be Cade and Killian in the backcourt, 
And you're going to have Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant, and either Isaiah Stewart or whatever other center they bring in. It's probably going to be Isaiah Stewart. So if you do that, then the backup point guard, you figure, is either going to be Saban Lee or a veteran they bring in. The backup shooting guard spot is open. The backup small forward spot's open. Power forward, you got Sekou. And center, you either got Isaiah Stewart or Isaiah Center that gets brought in. Or if they keep Mason Plumlee, it could be Mason Plumlee, which I think Mason Plumlee is going to be traded. I feel like a lot of Pistons fans have like accepted that he's going to be traded because almost everybody I see tweeting about or anybody – I see like doing lineups or rosters or anything. Almost all of them have like Mason Plumlee left off it. So I feel like it's like a accepted thing amongst the Pistons community that like Mason Plumlee is not going to be here next year, which I don't know if that's the case, but I, I do believe that he, if I had to take a guess, I probably think that he's going to be traded. But either way, I'm getting off the topic here. Uh, so it leaves shooting guard in the small forward spot open figuratively for minutes. And the thing is, even that backup point guard is going to even cut into Saban Lee's minute because I believe they're probably going to try, the Pistons are probably going to try to stagger Killian Hayes and Cade Cunningham at point guard. So they might play like, I don't know, like me and Bryce talked about this on last po- on last week's podcast. Like they might do the first six minutes with Cade and Killian together, then take Cade out and then put a shooting guard in next to K- Killian and then at the end of the first quarter bring in Cade, let him play point. Like I, that's why I figure they're probably going to try to do. They're going to stagger them a lot at point guard so they both get on-ball reps. But either way, Shooting guard and small four is going to be open. And we got three guys. We got Josh Jackson, Frank Jackson, and Hamadou Diallo. All guys were a part of the rotation last year. And all guys are people that Troy Weaver obviously likes. Uh, Josh Jackson and Frank Jackson, he was able to get them both for cheap. Um, Josh Jackson may have had a little bit of a mark on the free agency because of how he played with Memphis. But both of them came on the cheap and someone that Troy Weaver singled out and really wanted. And then obviously Hamadou Diallo, he went after Diallo after he was part of the team that drafted him over in OKC. So it's very clear that he's a big fan of Hamadou Diallo. So one of them are going to have to leave figuratively, I'm going to assume. Unless one of them is okay with just like taking a a no-minutes roll. Uh, one of them's gonna have to go because there's simply just not enough room there. It's simply it's a numbers game. I like all three of them. I really like Josh. You guys know I like Josh. He's from the, he's from this area. I really would like it if he stayed here. Frank Jackson, a good story. He's an incredible shooter, incredible scorer. Uh, and, and then Hamadou Diallo, you guys already seen the first week when we traded for him. I spent like the first week of podcast talking about Hamadou Diallo, about how great he was and how good of a trade it was and how well he's played and how how highly I think of him. So I like all three of these guys, but. One of them's going to have to go. And if I had to pick one, it's probably going to be Josh Jackson. I think Josh is probably going to have to be gone. I think I could probably see him being moved at some point in the offseason. And just like I said, it, it has to do with it being a numbers game. And then just also, which one would you rather give up? So I just don't see Troy Reaver really giving up Diallo because, like I said, he was part of the team that went after Diallo in OKC. He comes over to the Pistons, goes after Diallo, bring him over from OKC to Detroit. So I just don't really see a scenario where Reaver lets him go now, especially after trading Svi and a second-round pick for him. Uh, obviously, Svi is not that big of a thing, and second-round picks aren't that big of a thing, but that's still assets you invested in a player to bring him over. So I, I don't see any scenario possible where he doesn't bring back Diallo in restricted free agency. Frank Jackson, you're going to desperately need his shooting and scoring ability with this team. The Pistons lack shooting. And he's one of the main, probably, probably the Pistons' best shooter. You could make an argument for a couple other people. But he's definitely in that argument as the best shooter on the team. So you desperately need his skill set on the team. And then that just leaves Josh Jackson out. Him and Diallo are kind of like redundant. And like I said already, Weaver seems to be extremely high in Diallo because of all the things I've mentioned. So it just seems like that leaves Josh out of the equation. And it, that sucks for me because I really like Josh. And it was really fun having him here. And I've talked about multiple times in the podcast. I've made multiple YouTube videos about him. I've said multiple times that 
Josh, if he had a full season of just being healthy, I think would really make a huge jump because when he was healthy this season, he played really, really well. I think he had a really good season with the Pistons despite what the season numbers look like. I just think that if he was healthy for a full season, he's really going to take off. I can't wait to see where he goes from here on out, whether it's with the Pistons or another team. And it's going to suck if he leaves the Pistons because he's a Detroit guy. He represents the attitude of Detroit. Uh, it's It was a joy watching him, for real. And But it's just going to suck because I think he's the guy that has to go. However, the one thing that I guess you could say that points to Josh having a, a more favorable shot of staying with the Pistons is he's the one guy that's still under contract. So I guess you could possibly go into free agency, which one of my friends, Joe Truck, on Twitter pointed out to me. I hadn't really even thought about this scenario playing out, but it's a good point. I mean, I guess the Pistons could figuratively go into free agency, say, okay, let's see what Frank Jackson, let's see what Hamadou Diallo's market is right now. If one of them gets overpaid to a amount that you just don't want to pay them, then okay, you let them go and you just keep the guy you already have under contract for cheap, which is Josh Jackson. If you're able to bring both those guys back for the for the amount of money that you want, then you trade Josh Jackson and you get you get whatever you can for him. However, I, I don't know if the Pistons are gonna one want to wait for that because I believe, actually I don't I can't believe I'm forgetting this right now, but I, I believe I'm I'm almost 99% sure I'm right when I say this that the free agency is after the draft. I'm having like a brain fart. I'm almost 99% sure that's the case. So I don't know if the Pistons are gonna want to wait till after the draft. They might want to involve Josh or somebody in a package to move up into the first round and get another prospect. I don't know. But that's just one of the favorable points for Josh. If you want to look for a reason to believe that he'll stay with the Pistons, he's the one guy that's under contracts. And if a team ends up wanting to overpay one of Frank Jackson, Hamadou Diallo, I guess you can let one of them go and just keep Josh. So I don't know. I think it's going to be a fun thing to watch play out. It's definitely going to be sad to see one of these guys go. That's one of the worst things about this, that you get attached to guys. Even on bad teams, there's guys you just get attached to and don't really want to see leave. And I feel like Josh is one of those guys for the majority of the Pistons fan base. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's from Detroit and from around here. So, yeah, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Coming up, we'll talk about do the Pistons, or do I think the Pistons actually will not draft K. Cunningham? Do I believe there's actually a chance where they don't draft K. Cunningham? We'll talk about that coming up. But first, let me tell you about one of our sponsors, your guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes a variety of flavors, including six new flavors on caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. The flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor, packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. So, guys, it just seems like, you know, former Pistons are just going to, like, dominate the headlines the rest of these playoffs. Like, I, it's honestly crazy how relevant the Pistons have, like, ma- remained in the media and in the news despite being bad and, and <laughs> not being in the playoffs. It's actually kind of crazy. I mean, you got everything going on with Reggie Jackson over there in LAC. You had Andre Drummond at the beginning of the playoffs. You had Bruce Brown and Blake Griffin over in Brooklyn to the second round. You obviously have some of this stuff, with I'm, I'm, which I'm not going to get into, but it is breaking news that just happened with Chauncey signing uh, signing his contract with the Portland Trailblazers, become the new head coach over there. So that's another former Piston news. you got former Piston Ben Wallace representing the Pistons at the lottery. They win the lottery. And now tonight, you got Chris Middleton dropping 38 points on the Atlanta Hawks in a 113-102 win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, I know Chris Middleton didn't last long in Detroit, 
So a lot of, I guess, maybe the younger fans may not know this, but he was drafted by the Pistons with the 39th pick. And he was basically a throw-in for that Brandon Jennings trade that involved Brandon Knight as well. So he's one of those former Pistons, again, that just continue to go off in the playoffs. One of those, I feel like everywhere we look, a lot of us always say, hey, we can't dwell on the past, we just got to get over it. But I get why it could be hard for Pistons fans, man. Because every time you look on the TV, it seems like you're watching a former Piston or someone that involved the Pistons balling out somewhere. You watch the Suns. Oh, God, we passed on whatever to get Devin Booker. We passed on Devin Booker to get Stanley Johnson. Oh, you look over in Brooklyn. Oh, look, there's Bruce and Blake playing well. Oh, look, there's Clippers. You got Luke Kennard playing well. You got Reddy Jackson playing well. Oh, look, the Bucks. You got Chris Milton. Like, it literally seems like everywhere you look, there's, like, nothing but negative energy possibly floating into your head. And I get it. It, it definitely is crazy that it's like that. But anyways, I'm going to go ahead and talk about, do I believe the Pistons will actually consider not trading Kay Cunningham? And this is what I'm going to say on the topic. I see I see apparently now on Twitter that this is a sensitive topic for some people. And it, 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 people get really hostile about it if you even talk about it. So I'm not going to try to get hostile about it. This is not, I'm just, I just want to put this out there. I'm just voicing my opinion and just trying to be, you know, my give my own analysis on it and what I think, okay, before we even get into it. But I, I don't think the Pistons are seriously going to consider not drafting Cade. I think everyone and their mom knows that Cade is the clear-cut number one pick. Even the athletic article yesterday, uh, they had Sam. I, I, I don't want to say his last name wrong. I hate pe- saying people's names wrong because I, I hated it when people said my name wrong. But I think it's Sam Vicini. Uh, he was on the athletic, and he basically said multiple times in that article yesterday that, you know, yeah, Cade may not be like LeBron or Shaq, kind of clear-cut number one, but he is the clear-cut number one prospect in this draft. Uh, he believes that he would be the best, he would should be the number one pick no matter what team was drafting in this draft. So all 30 teams should draft Cade Cunningham number one, which basically means you're clear-cut number one, and you should go number one. So I, I think that everyone knows, basically, that the Pistons are going to draft Cade Cunningham number one. However, that does not mean that they don't have, they're not going to, or I guess I I shouldn't say consider. This doesn't mean they're not going to leave, what's the, what's the term everyone keeps using? Leave every stone unturned. I think that's what, how it goes. Uh, Troy Reaver is one of those guys who is going to evaluate all his options. I think all GMs basically are going to do that. Well, if, if you had to pick a GM, Troy Reaver is definitely going to do that. He's an aggressive GM. He's one who's not scared to think out of the box. He's not scared to be the 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 minority in a in a thinking uh, project. He he's not afraid of any of that. So he's definitely going to look at everything before he picks Cade. And, and for what's worth, there should be some things that you should look at with Cade before you actually pick him. Like I, like I don't know him as a person at all or anything. But obviously, you look back into his background. You look back into his like like some of his like in, deeper into his life some of his personal stuff. Like, you do have to do that before you just go ahead and draft, and you want to make sure you're not getting, like, Demarcus Russell or anything like that. But, you know, like, like you do definitely do that. However, it is being said that the Pistons seem to be really f- big fans of Jalen Green, which, by the way, can I just say, that does not mean they like him more than Kay Cunningham. It does not mean that they want Jalen Green over Kay Cunningham because before this past week, the Pistons did not have the number one pick. They had the second pick, and they had a chance at falling to six. And who knew where they were going to land? So liking Jalen Green, who was could have been there for you if you landed three or four, is very reasonable to believe. They probably like Evan Mobley as well. There's probably other prospects they like really a lot as well too. So it's like the Pistons didn't know that they were going to get the first overall pick. So they are obviously bracing themselves for every scenario. So it's not it's not hard to believe that they really like Jalen Green. 
But it is easy to believe that once they win the lottery and get number one pick, it's like, oh, okay, we really like Jalen Green, but, you know, Cade's that guy. Like, like let's, let's pump the brakes. We got our number one pick. We don't even need to worry about Jalen Green. It is what it is. So, in my humble opinion, I'm not calling anybody wrong. I'm not trying to call out anybody's sources. I'm not saying anyone's sources is wrong. I'm not calling anyone a liar. I'm not trying to discredit anybody, okay? That's not what I'm trying to do here. So, don't frame me and try to say that's what I'm trying to do. <clears throat> that's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is simply, in my opinion, I don't believe the Pistons are, are legit going to consider not drafting Kate Cunningham. I feel like they know Kate's the number one guy. Are they going to look through every possible scenario? Yes, that's what you do as a GM. That's how you, that's how you are responsibly an NBA GM. That's how you act responsibly. They're going to look at everything. But do I think that it's going to end up where they actually consider not drafting Kate Cunningham? No. That's just my opinion. I think it's very clear-cut that he's the number one guy. And by the way, just let me give this a little bit of a rant as well. Now, there's been too many guys I see say, like, they'll, they'll say, yeah, Cade's my number one prospect, but I just don't know if he's a clear-cut number one guy. But then they'll go back after, like, and say, oh, well, Cade would be the number one guy. Like, if, if I was drafting, it's very easy that I'm drafting Cade number one. Or any team in the NBA right now should draft number one. They should get Cade Cunningham. Well, isn't that basically, isn't that saying he's clear-cut number one? Like, why are you even including that other part? Like, you're saying, oh, it's closer than people think. I don't know if he's a clear-cut number one. But then you're also saying that every team in the NBA, if they had the number one pick, should pick Kate Cunningham? Like, if there's no scenario in the NBA where he doesn't go number one, how is he not clear-cut? Why is, Why are people being so hesitant to just call him clear-cut number one prospect, number one overall pick? Like, why is that something we're all of a sudden getting scared to do? I don't get it. It's kind of getting on my nerves, to be honest. I, I don't get how that that's the case. If you're saying a dude it would get drafted by every team in the NBA, no matter their situation, number one, that is a clear-cut number one prospect. That doesn't mean you're saying he's on the level of LeBron James when he was drafted. That doesn't mean you're saying he's on the level of Zion when he was drafted or Shaq or anybody else. That doesn't mean you're saying he's on that level school-wise. But he's definitely, from everything I've read, he's on that level as being a clear-cut number one prospect. And it's getting on my nerves that people, people say that he isn't. But then also go on to say, oh, yeah, well, every other team should draft him if they had number one. Like, duh, that's, the, that, that's what a clear-cut number one is. But anyways, that, that's just like a mini rant I had to go. It was kind of getting on my nerves. But once again, I just want to make sure everyone here understands. I, let me get a little bit closer to the mic so everybody, like, understands me and reads me and no one can misconstrue what I'm saying. I'm not calling out anybody's sources. I'm not saying anyone's lying. I'm not discrediting anybody's work. I'm not trying to belittle anybody. I'm saying in Kuka Hill's personal opinion – I do not believe the Pistons are, are really going to consider not drafting Cade when this draft comes around. My opinion, I'm not calling anybody out. Anyways, just had to get that out there. If you know, you know. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about Cade Cunningham and more specifically, which one of the Pistons on the roster right now is going to benefit the most, in my opinion, from Cade Cunningham's addition if the Pistons do go that direction with the number one overall pick, which we all believe they will. However, before we get into all that, let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there's one problem I ran into. There's just so many different apps to bet through. Which bank app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's where I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but the NBA and MLB are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, 
your online sportsbook experts. So I had one of you guys actually ask me this over the last over this past weekend. Actually, I had one of you guys ask me, "Are you going to talk about scenarios where the Pistons don't draft Kate Cunningham? Are you going to talk about what happens if they draft Jalen Green or how Jalen Green would work with the Pistons?" Um, short answer: No, I am not going to do that because I just don't see why the Pistons would not draft Kate Cunningham. He's a clear-cut number one guy. I just don't really think they're not going to get him, and I won't entertain any other idea that they're not going to get him. Uh, if you want that kind of coverage, I know a few other podcasts you can look at that will cover Jalen Green. <laughs> but I, I'm on all serious note, I'm not going to talk about Jalen Green for real, for real. Uh, we might mention him here and there, but the Pistons are going to draft K Cunningham a number one overall pick, and if they don't, it will shock literally the entire NBA atmosphere. Uh, but yeah, that's why I won't do that. So I'm sorry about that if you were looking forward to that, but. You should be extremely happy the Pistons have number one. Now they have Cade, which, by the way, leads us to the topic of this last segment. Which Piston is going to benefit the most from having Cade Cunningham on the team this upcoming season? Now, if I, my original question was going to be who benefits the most from Cade joining the team. And if I asked that, the answer would have been you guys, the fan base. The Detroit fans would benefit the most because they've had to stay here through 12 years of mediocrity or straight up bad basketball. And no one really interesting to watch outside of the 18-19 Blake Griffin. And he just ditched us this past season and everyone has a sour taste in their mouth and basically don't really care about the 1890 season now so they basically have nothing to remember or hold on to and that's going to be Kay Cunningham now for them so if I was asking who in general it'd be the fans but on the roster there's a few people that may pop up as candidates but I have one real answer and it's honestly the guy that everyone's worried that will fit with him. It's Killian Hayes. I think Killian Hayes is going to be the biggest benefit or benefit the most from having Kay Cunningham on the floor with him. And let me tell you guys why. First off, I believe that Killian Hayes needs somebody who can take the pressure off of him and kind of take that re- some of the responsibility off of him. I don't know if I really want him being given all the responsibility and all the pressure like he was towards the end of the season when the Pistons were resting all their good players and then putting all the load on him. I don't think that's really like beneficial for him moving forward. That's one. And Kay Cunningham, 100% is going to help him with that. Two, he Kay Cunningham brings spacing to the floor when he plays off ball, and that will open up driving lanes for Killian Hayes. One of the plays I broke down in the, in the Twitter video and my YouTube video was a play against Cleveland. We talked about this on the podcast when it happened. It was really frustrating to watch, but Cleveland was sagging off of Josh Jackson's man every time Killian Hayes drove to the rim. And it really made it tough for Killian to really even try to do anything because by the time he beat his dribble or beat his guy off the dribble, Josh Jackson, man, was sitting right there waiting for him. And after kicking out the Josh Jackson like two or three times, Killian was just like, you know what, I can't do it again. He's not scoring, and but really had no choice. He's not going to have to deal with that this year with Kay Cunningham when he's off ball. Anytime a team sags off like that, he's going to find Kay Cunningham. Kay Cunningham's going to hit a three or he's going to have more driving lanes. Or not even more driving lane, clearer driver lanes is why I should say. Clearer driver lanes for him to get to the rim, and I think that's really going to help him as well. So the next thing I think is really going to help on defense, I think they, they're interchangeable defensively. They can switch across the board. Uh, that obviously helps more than just killing. That helps like the entire team, but I think that would be cool for killing to be able to switch back and forth. And I guess this one right here is kind of what Kay Cunningham will benefit from playing with Killian Hayes, but also helps Killian Hayes because, one, it'll make his numbers look better, and two, some of the passes that he makes for the Pistons will will pop off even more and get more credit with Kay Cunningham, and this is why. So, like, one of the clips I broke down as well in this breakdown was with Frank Jackson. I kind of hit it on the last podcast with Bryce that 
if you want to get like an idea of what Kate Cunningham is going to look like with the Pistons or what he's going to bring to the Pistons, kind of look at what Frank Jackson did when he played on the court with Killian Hayes, except like supersize that by like five times more. Uh, because Frank Jackson is one of the only players on the Pistons who was able to take advantage of the dribble penetration that Killian Hayes made on a kickout that didn't involve simply catch and shooting. There's a lot more that players can take advantage of when they have a player who can cause dribble penetration and cause defenses to sink. And Frank Jackson basically was one of the only players who could do this for the Pistons last year. So Sadiq Bey is like really good, like I said, at catching, shooting, and and benefiting like that. But Frank Jackson is capable of catching, shooting, but then also attacking a closeout and attacking a scrambling defense or a reacting defense caused by Killian Hayes' penetration and getting the defense to collapse. That's something that that's why Frank Jackson and Killian Hayes had the best duo net rating of any duo with Killian Hayes on the court last year because. Frank Jackson was able to take advantage of these penetrations and this collapsing of the defense that Killian Hayes was able to do. Now, Kate Cunningham is going to be able to do that, except, like I said, on a supersized level. Kate Cunningham is going to be able to attack scrambling defense, reacting defense, closeouts, and what th- the thing that will make it even better for the Pistons is the fact that Kate Cunningham isn't going to be able to just score or shoot off of it. He's going to be able to play make out of it as well. He's not going to be just looking to score like Frank Jackson did, get tunnel vision, etc., when he attacks a closeout, attacks a scrambling defense, he'll be capable of finding uh, Isaiah Stewart for a drop-off or a lob. He'll be able to find another swing pass to the corner or the wing for an open three. He'll be able to do all these things, and all of it's going to start from Killian Hayes. And that's something that Killian Hayes is able to bring to an offense that really didn't pop off last year with the Pistons or you didn't really get to see much of because of the reasons I said. They just didn't have players on their team that could take advantage of this outside of Frank Jackson. So I think that's another reason why Kay Cunningham's really going to like playing with Killian Hayes because Killian Hayes is going to make his life easier. He's going to, he's going to make it easier for Cade to get buckets, and Cade's also going to give Killian Hayes a lot more space to work with and really show some of the things that K- Killian's really good at. You know, some of the things that you guys maybe missed last year because of the players he was playing with, you're going to see a lot more of that now and be like, oh, where was that last year? It was kind of always there. Like I said, the Pistons just didn't have players that could really take advantage of it. So. That's why I think Killian Hayes is going to be the biggest beneficiary of Kay Cunningham joining the team. If you want to pick someone else, I think you could probably say Jeremy Grant because Jeremy Grant towards the end of the season started to drop off a little bit due to the Pistons losing Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin due to trades and releasing. And due to that, defenses were completely focusing on Jeremy and it was kind of hard for him to really do anything because there was no one else on the court that they really had to respect to create their own shot or create anything out there. So Jeremy definitely needs somebody else who can try take some of that pressure off of him and get it back to where he was looking at towards the beginning of the season, first half of the season, I should say. It wasn't like Jeremy was bad towards the end of the season. He just started to drop off a little bit more. You could see that the wear and tear starting to get on him of being a number one option with really no one else out there. So definitely Jeremy is going to benefit. He's going to love playing with another guy who can try kind of take that pressure off of him. Kate also is going to create a lot easier shots for Jeremy Grant as well because Kate is a pretty good playmaker as well so there's a lot of guys that are going to benefit from Kay Cunningham joining the team basically anybody is going to benefit from him being on the team that's on this roster but if you had to if you asked me to pick two players I thought that would benefit the most from playing with them it's definitely number one would be Killian Hayes and two Jeremy Graham for the reasons I laid out so if you guys feel differently have different answers definitely let me know on Twitter at Hill NBA or at Locked On Pistons and if you guys agree with me also let me know about that as well so yeah, those are the guys I think it will benefit the most from playing with Killian, uh, not Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham. Let me know what you guys think. And thank you guys for listening to today's podcast, man. I really appreciate you guys. 
I, I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate all the support you guys have been giving me. I really do love doing this. And I've been getting a lot of support with the video and the breakdown I made and my YouTube video that I just put out. And the podcast has been rocking the last week or so. So all you guys that are new, make sure you guys go down below and subscribe and leave a five-star review. Once again, I love all you guys. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and helping me do this and, and further my career, man. I, I really appreciate it. Like, legit, I... A lot of you guys have been reaching out to me and sending me messages saying how how cool you guys are with me, how happy you guys that that I'm hosting this podcast and you guys love watching or not watching but listening to me and following me on Twitter or following me anywhere to see all the content I put out. So I work hard, man. I try I try to provide really good content. I don't try to just come on here, you know, scream and say whatever. I try to provide some analysis, get deep into it, try to give you guys a unique perspective of entertainment and analysis, man. I I'm really happy that you guys are enjoying it. Again, man, I, like, I, I don't know what else to say because it really, I know that this is like kind of random to say, but there's been a lot of messages recently and it makes, it makes me feel really happy. It makes me feel really good. So I really appreciate you guys, man, for real. So thank you guys for listening to today's podcast. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Make sure you guys submit your submissions for the Kool-Aid segment. Make sure you guys submit your questions for the mailbag on Wednesday. And until then, I'll see you guys later. Peace out, everybody.